bringing you his authentic perspectives on important topics. They live in suburbs together. They live in the city together. They hang out together, all in the same family. We're the only idiots that fight because we want our voice to only be on one side. Like, does that even make any sense? And when the side loses, you lose everything. They, on the other hand, have a voice no matter what because somebody that looks like them is always in, in control. Frank, candid, and straight to the point. Well, it's just a skewed uh, system. Of course it is. It's a lot but, of adjustment. But, but answer there, my question, though. Should we let people what? go? Should we let people go? Like, let's just forget about bail altogether. And if your neighbor commits what a homicide and kills people up... If you kill people and they next to you and you just let them come back and live right next to you, they can live upstairs from you. Let them come in your house. Frank, candid and straight to the point. This is the best radio show in the state of Wisconsin. Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth and The Truth App. Now, he's the mayor of the city of Milwaukee. He's a young man. Give him a chance. I only complain about things that I care about. What I want you to do is pretend like I'm in St. Louis. And all I'm asking the mayor and the common council president and the common council, show me. Now, live from the American Family Insurance Studio at the Avenue in the heart of downtown Milwaukee, here is Dr. Ken Harris. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris, 833-212-1017 is the number. So I have an issue. I got a problem that I don't understand, something that the federal government did, and I'm trying to figure out why. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to figure out why the federal government did something. And so every now and then I come across a story that doesn't make any sense, that doesn't, like, I'm going to explain it in a way that I hope you, yeah, you know what that means, that, that I hope you understand so that you can go back and really look at it and listen to it in a way that's simple, if that makes sense. So I came across this story because I like to read pretty much everything within reason. And I came across a story that a town in Wisconsin I'm, I'm assuming it's up north because they're talking about Oneida Reservation. And, well, oh, hang on. I came in double-fisted today because I couldn't figure out whether or not to drink hot coffee or cold water. So I got both. 
I'm just saying. It's Monday. Left my headphones in my car. Left my uh, uh, mic thing in the car. It's just it's Monday. You always leave your headphones in the car when I produce. Yep. It's you. So why don't you call me when you're going to produce, and then I'll just li- – but, you know, if I had a cubby in here, if I had space in here, I could actually leave my headphones here. Wouldn't have to put them in the trunk of my car if I had something that I could put a space in. You know, like for a show, mail, somewhere to put your headphones, you know, stuff like that. Hello, management. Okay, I'm off my soapbox. So – From JS Online and another move in what's been a contentious relationship for more than 20 years, the village of Hobart, get this, you ready? Is suing the federal government over its decision to return land to the Oneida Nation Reservation that had been considered part of Hobart. Hobart is almost entirely situated within the 65,000-acre Oneida Reservation just west of Green Bay. When the tribe bought the nearly 500 acres in Hobart in question, it applied for the land to be moved to federal trust status, meaning it would revert back to the Oneida sovereign land, which isn't subject to local taxes and jurisdiction. The U.S. Department of Interior eventually approved the move, but in November, Hobart sued. Arguing the federal government get this one. This one throws me unconstitutionally ruled in favor of the tribe. Last week, the Department of Interior issued its response and the United Nation filed a motion to intervene in the case as a defendant. Hobart makes a number of allegations, including the government and the tribe have a conflict of interest. The village also cites a study from a right-wing think tank, the Beacon Hill Institute, that says if the tribe continues buying land and asking to have it removed into federal trust at the current rate, Hobart would have no property tax revenue left to collect within 50 years. Hey, Hobart! They were here first. So what idiocy is it for you to think that it's your land when it was theirs first? You took it. And now they want it back. And the Department of Interior said, give it back. So the fact that you situated your land, let me guess. You make all your money off of what? The Oneida tribe. You make all your money off the reservation. But yet when they decide to do it themselves, you actually go to the federal government and have the audacity, the stupidity to sue people who were there first. Kind of sounds like every time black people try to build up a city or a town, white folks come in and burn it up. They blow it up. They burn it down. They kill everybody. So on Oneida takes advantage of the rules your government made. You said, hey, it's in a trust. As if, you know, Native American people can't take care of their own land. The federal government got to come in and put it in a trust because, you know, they don't trust y'all. But that's another issue. They're buying up. They're having to buy the land that you took from them. What is the arrogance and the audacity sometimes? And, And I'm speaking in general on purpose, just like people speak in general about black people, you people. Why do you white people always want to come in and tell somebody else how they should do with something that's theirs? 
Because you know better, you live in a suburb, but you want to tell somebody in a city of Milwaukee how to raise their kids, how to live, how to do all these things, but yet you're even afraid to even come into town. So I say stay out there. And hey, Hobart, the fact that you built in the middle of the Oneida Reservation, wake up. The federal government can give them what they want because they took what they wanted. So now... What is this called? You're in a pickle. Yeah. Turnabout is great, isn't it? Things that you've done to us. And when I say us, I'm speaking in terms of black, brown, and Native American. Things that you've done for centuries. I guess Malcolm X said it best. Your chickens have come home to roost. And now you're upset. And you're mad. Well, guess what? The study concluded if the tribe continues its trends of transferring land from feed to trust, the village will face fiscal and geographical extinction. Good. It goes on to say the tribe and the Interior Department dispute Hobart's claim and March 18th conference is the next federal court case. And they've been buying back land after losing it through the 1887 General Allotment Act. It's the Oneida Reservation and their treaty with the federal government. Oneida people start arriving in what's now Wisconsin during the early 1800s before Wisconsin was even here. And after being forced from their homeland in New York by state government, they forced removal The first removal occurred despite the Oneida tribe being guaranteed the right to their own original land by the federal government. So the federal government is becoming in lying and lying and lying. The tribe helped them defeat the British in the Revolutionary War, and then they did what they did to every single Native American tribe in America. They lied and they moved them. Now all of a sudden they got moved to Wisconsin. Before it's Wisconsin, but of course, white folks got to come in. Hey, we're going to incorporate this land. We found it just like you found America that was already here. Like, notice the rhythm. Hey, look. Hey, by the way, are you in the are you in the producer studio in a blue shirt? Oh, my God. I just discovered you, even though he was already there. Alex is already there, but I discovered him, right, because I'm arrogant and stupid enough to step up and say that I'm the person who discovered him. Played a significant role in creating what we now know as the United States of America, helped America defeat the British during the Revolutionary War, and then they packed them up and they moved them and threw them out of their own land throughout New York. So then the 1887 General Allotment Act allowed non-tribal people to purchase and obtain it through fraudulent methods, land on indigenous reservations throughout the entire country. So they started this and they tried to remedy it. They're going to try to remedy it. But the village of Hobart has been formed through land purchase on Oneida Reservation land by non-tribal residents Through the Allotment Act, the Oneida Nation has been slowly buying back land, often at higher market value, because you know that's all they want to do is come in and make money on you, 
from non-tribal members on its reservation since the 1990s, mostly with gaming revenue. So now people are using what you did to them. And so when we talk about reparation, reparation would have been the state of Wisconsin dissolves the village of Hobart and gives it back to the people who own it. So question I have for white America and white Wisconsin, it's really simple. What am I missing? And that is Dr. Ken's truth on the new 1017 The Truth. This is Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. The award-winning 1017 The Truth proudly celebrates black excellence and the most monumental moments in our history. So tune in all month as we wind down our celebration of Black History Month. By the way, 1017 The Truth's celebration of Black History Month is sponsored by Tayback Law, Educators Credit Union, Freighter, and the Medical College of Wisconsin, and American Family Insurance. You know, you move and something and you accidentally hit the wheel on your mouse. All of a sudden, my whole screen just started like, what is that? Um, And by the way, tomorrow we're going to be live from Potawatomi Club at Fiserv Forum from noon till six. Melanie Ricks, Tori Lowe and me bringing you our favorite content, our best content for the Milwaukee Bucks HBCU night celebration game. Tune in to our special remote broadcast. That's tomorrow, Potawatomi Club, Fiserv Forum, noon to six. Tuesday, February 27th, Milwaukee Black Talk. 833-212-1017 is the number. I got a I got a I got a dumb question. Right? I got a dumb question, which for me is consistent and par for the course, right? So have you heard about the black ver- First of all, have you read Jane Austen? Exactly. I knew it. People with degrees act like they got intellect. They don't. So Jane Austen, you know, the classic, you know, the story Sense and Sensibility. You've heard about it? Wow. That's pitiful. Absolutely pitiful. Well, it's a period piece. Romance, dashing gentlemen, carriage rides, beautiful balls, Gorgeous costumes. This is from TheRoot.com. Even the language feels more clever, of course, in the case of Jane Austen's story. The dialogue has a quick wit, sharpness that's ahead of its time. The one piece of the puzzle is the presence of black people. Because there were no black people there. However, when we watch these films, they're usually extra white. No black people anywhere to be found, not even as servants. This could be done to avoid addressing, you know, uncomfortable questions about slavery and class and just kind of silly to act like it's, you know, black people were around because they wasn't. So they just kind of include them as servants, maybe, and that's that. You've seen Bridgerton, right? Have you seen the Bridgertons on Netflix? Alex, have you seen the Bridgertons? Do you even have Netflix? And you don't watch the Bridgertons? Wow. My girlfriend's mom told us to watch it. We watched like half an episode and then that was it. Too many black people. <laughs> I'm kidding. 
just it, it can it can be you have to watch it for the long haul. It's like sense and sensibility. Until you get into the story, it's kind of like, oh, am I reading this again? <laughs> yeah, if you don't get reminded. Or your girlfriend will have to actually ask you, or like you did, your mom. Otherwise, there's no reason. To... She don't like good shows. She likes like cheesy rom-coms and like all right. the like, reality TV. She likes trash TV. Yeah. This is trash with class. That's all it is. <laughs> so, so... So they, they've got it. But my question to you, 833-212-1017, my question to you is this, and I don't mean to be crass, but what movies would you like to see remade with all black people? Seriously, what movies would you like to see? Star Wars. They already got black people in Star Wars. They already remade it. Even, even though we're never quite the person at the top, right? It's always a white person that we got to support them. You know, so then you had the white girl, right? And then the black guy who's English, he had to support her. Like, really? Why can't we be in charge ever? How about Goodfellas? Let me get a black Italian guy. Come on now. We got enough black Goombas. Can you say Goomba? That, that's, a, that's a derogatory word in Italian, I believe. So my apologies. Can you say, um, well, it's like calling somebody a yo in New York, even though you're a youth offender. They're usually talking about black youth offenders, so they... Call him a yo. Somebody called me that one day. I was like, hmm, do they even have any idea what that means? But with all, what movie would you like to see that was all white, completely and totally white, but make a black version? Now, let me let me preface this by saying I already recognize. That black people in scary movies, they don't go together. Right? So don't be coming up with no. I have a couple scary movies on my list. I got about 11 or 12 movies. I got some scary ones on my list. But I recognize black black people in scary movies would last about four to five minutes. Damn. That includes credits at the front and credits at the end. (laughs) Because when black people hear something scary, they're going to take off their shoes if they female, and they going to run. Number two, black people that are male, they just ain't going in. I'm like, I'm not going in there. I don't know what's in there. Right? That's why when they made the movie Get Out, it made no sense. That's why when they made the movie Get Out, it made absolutely no sense. Because what? Because no black guy would get in there and get that scared and get tied up and all that stuff anyway. They'd have been like, huh? Some ain't right here. I'm out. And they would have left. They would have ran. So I, I just I just don't I don't get it. I don't get it. 833-212-1017. What is your list? Just give me one. Because I got a list of movies. That should be that we're all white, that are all white, but then remake it with a black cast. Because everybody seems to complain about that. Why are they remaking the movie? It was fine. They're just putting black people in there to be gratuitous. Like us black people. But guess what? If you're Denzel Washington and you play a crooked heroin using, crack smoking, bad cop, you'll win an Academy Award. Right? Because that's the only time. If you want to play a hooker on crack, you could be Halle Berry, win one, two. 
But if you do something intellectual like a, let me see the last time they did one of those. Sidney Portier? Yeah, exactly. And he wasn't even American. He was born in the islands. That's all, that's all I'm saying. So, you know, we talk about, you know, people complain to us about why we complain about stuff. But then the things you do, well, we'll we'll pick a black person. We just won't pick a black person from America originally. We'll we'll pick the foreigner guy. And and the foreigner guy is black, but he has to fulfill everything because he has to represent all black people every time he does something. So we go talk to that one person. It's like being in class in college and you're the only black guy in class. You just hate it because, you know, every time something come up black, everybody looks at you. So what do you think? Uh, excuse me. Yeah, you don't speak for all white people. You don't speak for all Hispanic people. You don't speak for all Asians. And I don't speak for all blacks. I have my own point of view. Oh, no, you can't have that. You have to speak for everybody. You have to speak up for your race. I said, do you speak up for yours? Hmm. 833-212-1017. Before we go on break, I'm going to give you my top three movies I think that should be remade. By black people. Number one. Let me just stop counting because you know I'm going to lose, lose count, right? Number one, Grease. So automatically with black people singing and dancing, it's just going to be a better movie. So that's one. Number two, it'll be a struggle to keep black people on the set. The Exorcist. Because somebody going to go, oh, man, my wife like that every day. And then it's going to be, and the movie's going to be over. Number three, Psycho. Now, I know most of you aren't old enough to remember the movie Psycho, but that movie scared the bejesus out of me. And I'll give you a free fourth one before we go to break. We got traffic and sports today. I, 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 before you go to break, weather and all that, before we go to break, let me leave one with you. All right? So that there's no, like, misunderstanding. You're right. Okay. You, so that if you, okay. So any Hitchcock movie, any Alfred Hitchcock movie, The Rear Window, um, North by Northwest, one of my favorite movies, right? The Birds. But again, Black people might never stand because it was a scary movie. And as soon as they, okay. am I, am I being negative when I say that when black, when the movie, like I've rarely black people, black women just take the shoes off and run like <laughs> and the movie's over. Black guys not going in the building. Hey, it's dark in there. Okay. I'm not going. So how do you do a scary movie with black people? I don't know if you can, but we come back one, two, three, four, five, six, seven of which two are scary movies. And I want to discuss who would play the parts in these particular movies. Your thoughts and more. 833-212-1017. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. More of Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. This is Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com.
You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. Black-owned business give back is back. And we've teamed up with Associated Bank to help local black businesses grow and succeed together. The home of Milwaukee Black Talk will be giving away $6,000 worth of free commercial advertising for three months to five black businesses each quarter in 2024. To sign up for this incredible marketing opportunity, visit blackbusinessgiveback.com. That's blackbusinessgiveback.com. Let's rebuild our community's backbone through exposure on the truth. For official rules, head to where? Blackbusinessgiveback.com Associated Bank member FDIC. How's that for breath control? Hi. Just ran like four stories, went up the stairs, then over, then up the stairs, then over, down, got to my car, got in, and then realized I didn't have my phone, so I couldn't get in. So I was like, where's my phone? So I gotta do this. All right, I gotta, I gotta go. I go, where's my phone? And I can't find it. But it's somewhere around here. I heard it. You heard it? See, watch this. See? (laughs) I'm kidding. It's in my pocket. All right. 833-212-1017 is the number. What? All white movies can be transferred to all black movies. Right? (laughs) Oh, wow. So somebody said, Brian said, Will Smith wasn't on drugs or a prostitute and one as a great black father. I don't like Will Smith. I refuse to. I'm going to read his name because you wrote it, but I don't acknowledge that guy. Damn. So Will Smith can go somewhere and do whatever. He can, he can stay in exile for another, what, a year or two for slapping somebody on international TV? Right. My prerogative, because it's my eyes, my ears. No Will Smith. Next. Okay. Is it me? Uh, uh, Okay. All right. (laughs) Ebony said, Miracle on 34th Street. There were no black people in Miracle on 34th. You know why there were no black people in Miracle on 34th? Because black people don't get miracles. (laughs) <laughs> okay, let me stop kidding. But but in all seriousness, Home Alone. Yeah, I know who that is. I, I can't hear you. What? Uh-huh. Right. Well, but he wasn't. Chris Rock was is a comedian. It's not. Well, it's Jada's fault. But anytime you find out in public that your spouse is sleeping with somebody else, and and it's not just anybody else, because another grown man, right? Your son's friend? No. I, I, don't, I don't respect her either. I'm sorry. And they don't know me from Adam, so I'm sure they don't care either. About what I think. They got their life to live. 833-212-1017 is the number. Vincent has a movie. Vincent, you're on the award-winning 1017 The Truth. What kind of movie you got? 
Good, uh, good evening, Dr. Ken. I got three movies. Okay. Uh, they kind of go through the genre. One is Love Story. <laughs> I want to see. I want me to see more black love on on, on on the big screen. Okay. Okay. This the second is The Graduate. It was played by Dustin Hoffman, which is kind of a freaky movie back in the day. So, uh, me and Mrs. Robinson. Yep. And uh, any of the Mission Impossible movies, because I want a hero. Wow. Good luck with that. <laughs> All right, Dr. Did I say that out loud? All right, take care. Yeah, good luck with that. Your boy is not giving up his franchise. Mission Impossible. What are, what are we on? Mission Impossible, like, eight? I know it's, like, four or five. Got to be Mission Impossible, like, 57. He'll be in a wheelchair, rolling down the street. Oh, my God, I got get him. All right. Uh, my movie. So I told you before, we're talking about what movies would you like to see remade with all black characters? We talked about the remake of Jane Austen's um, Sense and Sensibility. Well, I talked about Grease, The Exorcist, Psycho. Any of the Hitchcock movies that I don't ever recall seeing a black person in them. But here's one. You ready? E.T. Would that work? Wow, that's pretty lackluster. <laughs> what about Jaws? Again, black guy in a boat in the middle of Connecticut, Atlantic Ocean, and there's sharks. Brother would not get in the boat. Movie's over. Like, so? <laughs> now, am I saying that, and I'll be ready. Am I saying that white people are not smart enough to not get in a boat where they know they're going? Like, are you going to go look for a shark? Like, who does that? What are you doing today? Hey, I'm, I'm going to look for a shark. Like, this shark ate my friend, so I'm going to. Like, looking for Moby Dick. What are you doing? I'm going to, I'm going to find a whale. Like, yeah. Casablanca. Now, I could have seen a couple of people playing Casablanca, um, the, the Humphrey Bogart role, right? I think the problem is in Hollywood, you got to be too pretty, even if you're male, or you have to deal with playing the I can't get out of this role because this is the only role they'll let me play, right? So if you're a gangster, you know those character actors that you see in like, 15 different TV shows and 15 different movies and they've made a living, but they really didn't get crazy rich. They're only worth like maybe $5 million, but other people got like 5 million for one movie, you know, stuff like that. All right, here it is. A Nightmare on Elm Street. Again, Freddy Krueger. You see the knives, black people turn and run. Movie's over. <laughs> so I'm just like, it's just, yeah. Oh, I know. Who could play Freddy Krueger? O.J. Simpson. <laughs> he could. Y'all blame him for stuff anyway. He may as well play the part, right? I'm just Bruh. saying. Put him in a, put, put him in a, <laughs> have him roll up to your house in a white Bronco. Like, can you imagine if your boyfriend rolled up to your house and said, hey, hon, 
And you looked over and he was driving a white Bronco. <laughs> and you're like, uh, no, that's okay. Would you like to go to a movie? No, that's okay. <laughs> I think I'll, uh, you know, go. Before we go to break, Al, you're on the award-winning 101.7 The Truth. I know you Bronco Freddy Krueger, but you know what? I sure wish he was in this neighborhood and patrolling these streets because he'll show scare these people straight. Because if he can't get you while you're on earth, he'll get you when you sleep. Yep. And maybe that'll stop them from acting a fool. So, yeah, I, I'm, a, I'm a fan of Freddy Cougar. Matter of fact, I hope he comes to this neighborhood so everybody can get some peace. All right. You have yourself a good day. All right. All you right. too. Freddy Krueger. All right. I, I guess I may as well finish before the, the next break. What about It's a Wonderful Life? Shows we see every year, and every year it's all white people. Why not? It's a Wonderful Life. Is, is a black guy playing a banker unbelievable? Or is the black billionaire who plays the mean guy, like, right? Is that unbelievable? I don't know. I got one, The Shining. You know, where he hacks through the door. Honey, I'm home. <laughs> like, who? what black actor can you see doing that? I got, I got one just came to mind. Who? Jonathan Majors. Wow. He's in jail. He can't. Re- no, he's not. I don't think he's in jail. He got probation or something. He's in jail. Yeah. I don't think John is going to You know who I think could play the role? Martin Lawrence. With those eyes. Honey. <laughs> yeah, buddy. Martin Lawrence. Give me, one, give me one of the Waynes brothers. Nah. They're too funny, though. It's, it's not supposed to be funny. See, just because black people make a, ser- a movie like The Shining, it shouldn't have to be funny. It, sh- it should have the same... You know, heart-wrenching and dramatic and, oh, that's right. He's not playing a cracked-up heroin addict cop, so I guess that would be, yeah. I guess our only drama is, you know, heroin-hype cops. <laughs> yeah, we could do that, right? You can win an Academy Award, but if you... And then finally, the movie that was supposed to have black people in it, but you couldn't because, like, first of all, any movie with Yul Brynner in it, you could put black people in it, like automatically, because Yul Brenner was dark enough. He was Greek, but they let him play because he was kind of so, okay. So he'll represent every black person in America. The Ten Commandments. Just once, can we see people in Africa look like people from Africa? I'm just asking. I don't think it's too much. I've seen a lot of Egyptians. They don't let it like that. I'm just saying. Seen a lot of people from Ethiopia. They don't look like that. And what did you do? Here, put this makeup on. It'll make you look darker because we can't let black people play it. I, I just, yeah. I have a friend of mine who was an actress in Hollywood, married to a very well-known actor that if I said his name, you would recognize it. But she had trouble getting parts because she was mixed. And they said she wasn't ethnic enough. Mm-hmm. 
and they suggested, right? Well, maybe if you go out and get a tan or get some tattoos. What? What movie? Home Alone. Yeah, somebody said Home Alone. I don't think so, dude. Home Alone. See, first of all, first of all, if we had Home Alone, dude wouldn't get through the first two, three minutes of the movie because somebody would have called the police. Hey, it's a little boy breaking into a house. Little black boy. Poof. Cops would have showed up, shot him. (laughs) They'd have been home homicide, right? Okay, I'm just kidding. But, I mean, you you couldn't. In Chicago, in a North Chicago, in Skokie, Illinois, dude, they'd have shot, they'd have lit him up like, sorry, oh, dude, it's your house. Sorry, my bad. So, mm, eh. who would play Macaulay Culkin? He's a weirdo right now. Who would play Macaulay Culkin? The one kid from Stranger Things. Hmm, good one. Another movie we could use more black people in, but. It's strange, so I guess I'll have to stay white. More of Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harrison is next on 1017 The Truth, the Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. This is Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, the Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. The award-winning 1017 The Truth is home of Milwaukee Panther basketball. Don't miss any of the hoop action by listening to Panthers basketball on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and all your favorite streaming platforms. The Panthers are on the road one last time Wednesday night before the conference tournament play as they are set to take on the IUPUI. Jaguars. Coverage begins at 5.30, 6 o'clock tip-off, so I'll be rolling out at about 5.25. Just so you know, 5.24, whatever it is, three minutes, two minutes, one minute, whatever. So I'll have a short show on Wednesday. We'll have a remote on Tuesday. We're going to party on Thursday with um, the Truth Roundtable. It's going to be great right here on the award-winning 101.7 The Truth. Somebody said the movie 300. Idris Alba. Yeah, I can see that. I, I can see Idris Alba, but he's not American, so no. He black, but he's not. He's British. I'm tired of British people coming over here taking our roles. Look at the role from Martin Luther King. Remember the black guy who played Martin Luther King in the movie? He's British. I see him on British TV shows because I, I watch. Wasn't the Bob Marley guy British too? Yes, he was. Like I heard him in an interview and he was British. And the woman, his wife, she was British too. He said he didn't even understand why they picked him because he's not Jamaican. Right. Well, you don't have to pick Jamaican people. Like, we got to get out of this. Only black people can play. That's a way of censorship if you think about it. So what it is is that 
the way not to get black people to do really big roles is to only fit them in black roles. Isn't that what we fought for to be able to do anything? And now you want to say, well, we're going to cancel you because you're you're overtaking someone up like stop. So we got the Ten Commandments. We watch it every year. You got Charlton Heston playing somebody who's supposed to be darker than him. You got all these white people pretending to be Ethiopian and Egyptian. And eh, let it go. Just make our own. Okay. 833-212-1017. Amos said the movie 300. (laughs) The Angels said said they actually did remake my favorite of all time the wiz if the wizard of oz is your favorite from all time let's 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 question i need to question you <laughs> we, we we need to talk if the wizard of oz is your favorite movie i'm sorry like yeah i yeah i never got into the wizard of oz like, I never really got into The Wizard of Oz. So, about like The Departed or Inception? The Departed, no. Inception, maybe. But I don't know who would play his part. Like, I don't, I don't know who would play the main part of, because, you know, they don't have a lot of black actors, and the black actors we have all work for um, Tyler Perry. Speaking of Tyler Perry, (laughs) speaking of Tyler Perry, have I got a top five at five for you? Have I got a top five for you? So we go, (laughs) yeah, we go, we go and talk. Let me see if I put it in there. Yeah, we go, we go, we go talk. Oh, we're going to talk about the, the black bishop that, that is getting charged with fraud and we got um yeah this movie on Netflix that's really getting hammered and when you hear about it you're going to be like really yeah i saw it was the number 1 movie on Netflix yesterday and i don't understand why it was the number 1 movie on Netflix because it got hammered by the critics so here's, here's how it usually works before we go to break. When black people like a movie, everybody else seems to pan it. So I usually know a movie is going to be great because if it has any semblance of black people in it, most white critics won't like it. They'll, they'll find some nitpicky thing. Well, you know, the Bob Marley movie was good, but it had this, this. You know, they always find something about it. To which we went and saw it. Thank God. Thank God we, we went with the, you know, Marcus Cinema and we had our, our fans there and it was great and it was a great movie. I think it was a great movie. Learned things about Bob Marley I didn't know. Didn't know he died so early, so young, and they happened to find it because his toe wouldn't heal and all sorts of little things and he had cancer. So So that was great. Even knowing that, I knew it, but seeing it, it was phenomenal. And then everybody else panned it. So I was like, oh, it'll be a good movie. All the black people went, hey, love the movie. Because, you know, we're pretty vocal when we don't like something. So in the 5 o'clock hour, we're going to talk about the movie that <clears throat> black people don't like. That they took out 
a baseball bat and beat this movie to death. And so I'm going to go home tonight and I'm going to watch it. And I'm going to tell you whether or not this movie is any good. That or we need to get Tyler Perry to stop writing his own movies.